another episode of Sailor Snacking, the podcast where we talk about the 1990 Sailor Moon anime and we have a yummy snack. I'm Jen, and as always, I am joined by Tracy. Hi, listeners. Uh, so, Tracy, why don't you tell us about this week's snack? So, this week's snack, you can hear it crinkling. Genevieve actually picked it this week, and Ooh. we have Nong Shim brand shrimp crackers. So that will be delicious to have later in the episode. Yes, I love shrimp crackers so much. All right, so today, as always, we have a special guest. And our special guest this week is a good friend of ours, Serena. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me on, Tracy and Jen. Uh, this, has been, this is going to be exciting because uh, I know hardly anything about Sailor, New- Sailor Moon, uh, despite having the same name. As uh, her in the English one, which is only the only thing I really know about <laughs> the uh, anime. So this this was this should be fun. Should be fun. Yeah. Uh, do you have any kind of like a past or a history with Sailor Moon? Uh, no. I mean, other than everybody, once it came out, which I think I was in grade nine for, everybody was like, "Oh, Sailor Moon," and they you know wanted me to be Sailor Moon because I had the name. So. Other than that, yeah. I would say no real history. See that, you know, she eats, a, or I do know that she eats a lot and she's pretty clumsy. So I feel like, you know, it's kind of like profiling. So. <laughs> like all Serena's are alike. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, you know. That's, that's why she her name was translated to Serena. <laughs> yeah, the maybe, dub is right? Because all Serena's are <laughs> like food and are clumsy. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I think. Anyway, that's the theory I have. So, yeah. So I'm excited to watch Uh, these episodes because you know I'm kind of going in blind, so to speak. Yeah, these are good episodes too. Uh, But before we get into uh, the two episodes that we're going to talk about today, I just want to do a little shout out. Uh, There is a Toronto-based convention called Pretty Heroes. Uh, That's coming out around the time that this podcast will air. Uh, Full disclosure, when we're the date of recording is what, July 5th. So this is coming out much later than when we recorded it. So as of time of recording, Pretty Heroes Convention is scheduled for November 28th and 29th at the Japanese Cultural Center in Toronto. Uh, So you can get more information at prettyheroes.com. Uh, Tracy and I went to this convention a couple years ago when it was still strictly just Sailor Moon, um, and it was super fun. There was a lot of great cosplayers, uh, lots of interesting um, vendors and uh, panels that you can go to, and they've kind of branched it out so that it's interesting snacks, of course. Uh, And they've kind (laughs) of branched it out so that it's not strictly about Sailor Moon, but it still is very much Sailor Moon oriented. So is it thought, um is it like female centered? Like, you know, look because I'm thinking pretty heroes. I mean not that the guys aren't pretty because we all know they are. But yeah, uh, so they they say it's uh two full days of girl power. Ah. So from the roots from our roots as a Sailor Moon specific convention, we've expanded to bring you even more girl power fun. So that's what I said. It's not strictly Sailor Moon anymore, but it is still very much girl power. Uh, and uh, does have a lot of Sailor Moon association. Awesome. So, so 
That is November 28th and the 29th this year. Woo! Yeah. And we are going to try our best to be there, too. Either as guests or if they are still asking for people to run panels, maybe we will run a panel. I don't know. But uh, we will be there in some form or another. (laughs) Probably dressed up. (laughs) I'm not promising anything yet because I do not have a costume. So you have a costume that you could wear. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So at the very least, Tracy will be dressed up. Uh, Maybe I'll just put on some black cat ears and stick a crescent moon on my forehead and be like, I'm Luna. There you go. Easy (laughs) enough. Anyone can do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the two episodes we're going to talk about today are episodes 21 and 22 of the Japanese version of Sailor Moon. Uh, So episode 21 is Protect the Children's Dreams, Friendship Through Anime. And this one I actually remember very, very clearly from when I watched it in uh, 1995. Uh, It's the one where Nephrite uses one of his most powerful monsters to target some, uh, a girl who's working as an animator for the new Sailor V movie. So overall thoughts of this episode, Uh, Tracy, what did you think about it? So, um... First of all, it's the protect the children's dreams. So there's like this theme running through the episode where they keep saying that anime that won't ruin children's dreams. And I have no idea what that means. No, (laughs) neither do I. Why do they keep saying that? (laughs) I thought it was like, you know, um, maybe sort of like, you know how the army in the United States has like a be all you can be. Maybe it's like some sort of like Pied Piperish call to children to like, you know, <laughs> don't ruin your dreams, but go into anime because it's awesome and we need you. Some, <laughs> some sort of like subliminal messaging or something. You know? I, think that it's, I think that it's so like for the two girls in this, uh, Hiromi and Kazuko, is that their names? Yeah. I think so. I'm looking yeah. it up on the, the fandom webpage. I think that because this is exactly what they've always wanted to be, like their whole lives, it's like their pure dream maybe. But I, again, they're not children, so I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like when I think about like anime that won't ruin children's dreams, I'm thinking like um, Doramon <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Um, really doesn't ruin children's dreams. They really emphasize, like, anime being for kids, which I find, like, so hilarious, um, because I don't know if this one, the North, when it was released in North America, obviously, it was really meant for kids in the translation and in the episodes that they cut out, Um, but as an anime, this is not really meant for kids, Uh, and a lot of anime aren't, Um, I would say most of them aren't. They have very serious no. and, and very violent. Um, very dark sometimes. And very yeah. dark and sexual content. So I just find that that's really funny. There's a lot of like little funny things in this episode that um, speak about anime in a way that isn't really true. Um, another thing that I really love is like right at the beginning of the episode when um, Usagi says, oh my goodness, I would love to have a movie made about me. And Luna's just like, oh, I'd love to make the the character that would make a silly anime like that. Yeah. We're watching very it. tongue in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are watching it. Uh, did you have any overall impressions, Serena, about this episode? 
Well, I think what I loved about this episode was that was that the character of Ray. She said something yeah. like, "Anime is weird," and I was like, "Yes, I can relate <laughs> to that because I don't know what's going on." But uh, I also thought Hiromi was a guy for like a long time. It was like, oh, <laughs> didn't clue in that Hiromi was not. So when I figured that out, I was like, okay, I'm back on, back on script. I'm back. You know, I got this. I can figure this out. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought overall it was, um, it was a good episode. I just there were things that I was like, really. But, I mean, that's cartoons for you, right? That's it. And yeah. I'm ge- guessing anime, too. I haven't watched much, but... Um. Yeah, one of the things I really liked about this episode that we haven't really gotten too much in Sailor Moon is that it isn't about romance. This episode is about friendship. So it's about the relationship between Hiromi and Kazuko, but they're not romantically linked at all. They are childhood friends with a shared dream of being animators. And it's about their friendship, which I really love. Um, Because like, I'm just flipping through my notes of past episodes and it's always been like, you know, a love letter from tuxedo mask, Shingo's love. Usagi becomes a bride. Like it's all about romantic love. Ray's first date. And this one is like, just like a nice, a nice episode about the friendship between two girls. Which I really love. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it no, shows really how good. how like important anime is to you know Jap- Japan and Japanese culture, right? Like mm-hmm. the fact that you know you can't let it ruin children's dreams. I was like, oh, is that like a <laughs> a thing? Okay, you know, like and that it's. There, you know, being an animator, being an animator is like being a sports hero. And you know, it seems like, at least in that episode, that it was given that that level of importance. Yeah. Tracy, did you want to say something? I'm always just surprised at how many important people live in Juban City. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like they're all there. Well, why else would the Dark Kingdom target it specifically? <laughs> I guess. And you have, like, all of Japan. Let's just target Juban City. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if they had picked a different city in Japan, then Sailor Moon wouldn't have been an issue. <laughs> exactly. They would have just, like, just read about it in the paper or heard about it on the radio or the evening news because the internet wasn't really around back then and been like, huh, weird stuff's happening in this city at the other side of the country. Weird. Um, I I liked like I I didn't have a whole the next episode I have a ton of notes on this one I didn't have a ton of notes Um, I like that Amy is able to recognize Nephrite just like seeing him in his civilian outfit now so there was an episode it's like they're getting close right they know who he is yeah so it's I it's getting yeah a little bit closer to the fall of Nephrite. I have notes. I don't necessarily remember what they mean because apparently I'm bad at taking. But um, I really like the pink overalls. It was like that yes. fashion state. Yes. I love that outfit. You know, needs to come back. Yeah. Yes. Um, pink overalls and the green socks, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was. I thought 
that was really, I was like, ooh, you know. Ray was very um, stylish in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, the Ferrari that uh, Nephrite drives, I was like, okay, are, are we saying that only weird older guys can afford a car like that? Like, or do, because I, I didn't see many other cars like that in the episode. Again, it's, you know, not real life, but I was like, okay, is that just evil guys get the nice cars? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mamoru has a flashy car like that, too. So you, But, I mean, you could also argue with the fact that he's a creepy older man. Yeah. <laughs> he's not that creepy. I mean, like, Mamoru is just from a rich leave. family. Yeah. Mm. And he wasn't yeah. in and this then, episode and- at all. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea Sorry, what Serena. you're talking about. So. <laughs> but, like, what was... Okay, and then the when they're talking on the phone to the uh, to the director, I guess, of the anime, anime animation place? Yeah. yeah. What was the taboo thing? I didn't understand that oh, Those thing. were the... That was the sound that the baby was making. So it's kind of like baby babbling. They just translated oh, okay. it as babu, babu, babu. I but know. it's the baby so just making baby like, sounds. Okay. I'm like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, what is that? Is that something I should know? But apparently not. It was annoying. Because no, I don't speak baby, yeah. so it's all good. Yeah, I love but it. But I, I, when they draw, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, speaking of the director, I really liked him. <laughs> Even though he was only in two short scenes, he was very funny. And I like that at the beginning, he was trying to be like, I can't quite put my finger on why your drawing isn't perfect. And uh, the girl is like, oh, you wanted to be sexier. And he just got immediately insulted. And he's like, what? I'm a father. Don't you see this baby strapped to my back? <laughs> yeah. But he's still creepy. I found him amusing. And, uh, oh, yeah. He's still creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else did I think? I thought, oh, I, I was like pencils i mean they just look like regular pencils i'm like there's no like weight or depth to them like you know if they were animators this is just me being i'm like i want to see like the pencils have different weights and different things again just a nitpicky thing that i was like oh easily made that but it makes me wonder if they were actually it makes me wonder if they were actually like professional animator pencils or if they were just pencils and they decided to, I mean, they said in the anime that they were animator pencils, but I'm like, if that was just like the store going, Oh yeah, sure. They're totally animator pencils. You should buy them. And they were actually just normal pencils that the girls were like, Oh wow. Fancy pencils. And also I thought that was the cutest thing ever that they couldn't afford to each get their own set. So they bought a set and split it and put them in fancy boxes with little bows. I think that was so cute. That's that so, so cute. cute. Yeah, I'm like that's something I would have done as a teenager too. Um, and I, I like that it just kind of cements their friendship. Although they're they're a little pledged to each other about how they're only going to use it to draw anime that helps children's dreams or something weird like that. I'm like that's a little odd. Um, yeah. I thought like you guys want to be animators, just draw, just use them. But yeah. Okay. You know, I'm, well, but I get like it's, it's like having a friendship bracelet or something that's really special, right? Yeah, 
And it, it gives them more confidence in their abilities, which is why both of them ended up using it, because each thinks that the other is is the better animator. So they're both using these fancy pencils, which gives them confidence and gives them some more self-esteem. And, you know, I think that it, that's what I think is super cute about them is that they even though they made this promise, they were both sneaky and being like, mm, I'm going to I need to to keep up with my friends so that we can stay together and keep being friends and keep following our dreams. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. I, I also thought, it, but I also was like, well, it, it, you know, at the same time, I'm like, and I realize all friendships are different, but I'm like, mm, if you're that, if you're that competitive with each other, I don't know. To me, that was, I felt it. I didn't see it as like, Oh, it's so sweet. I saw it as more like, well, they're really competitive with one another. You know, that's how you keep your edge. You know, you can't just be drawing really bad pineapples all the time. <laughs> you sure you can. <laughs> Love my pineapples. <laughs> but I think that's also part of Japanese culture. I feel like, and, and, and this is just from other anime and manga that I've seen and read, I feel like there's always that competitive nature, friendly competitive nature between friends where they're always pushing each other to do the be- do their best. Um, and of course, in anime and manga, there's always that the main character is always better than everybody. Uh, but I, I don't know if that's actually part of like Japanese culture, where that's how friendships are. You you have a friend and you you compete with them in that kind of way just to push them to be their best. It's different from how we work in North America, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's actually part of of the culture because it does mm. come up. Yeah, what I think is really interesting is like the themes of friendship in this whole episode. So there's the friendship between the Sailor Scouts, and then there's the friendship between the two girls, but then there's also the friendship between the two monsters. And I love the monsters. Man, so like monsters the monsters say that ugly. they're they say I have that a bit of a rant is, about them. <laughs> oh, about the monsters? No, no. Yeah. yeah. So they but like they say first. that they're they're um powers are so strong because the two of them have like this strong friendship but um it deteriorates so quickly and i'm just wondering if it's because you have to fit everything in a 20 minute episode yeah probably because those are like these are my most powerful monsters ever and they're like no i want to kill them no i want to get we're not friends um yeah that was part of it um that was fast (laughs) i don't know if if it was the same probably because you were all watching this off of 2b tv right Mm-hmm. Um, the the subtitles translated the name of the monsters as Castole and Porcus. Yes, which is which is not right. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be Castor and Pollux because mm-hmm. he's taking the monsters from um, astrological signs, and they're they are um, the sign Greek. for Gemini, and they're also in Greek myth. They're the Dioscuri, which are. Um, twin brothers but one is a son of Zeus and the other is a son of a mortal because Zeus decided to get it on with the uh, two ladies at the same time Zeus does, yeah. basically sorry yep yeah as Zeus does as Zeus does so their mother was oh sorry yeah their mother was Leda but they they had different fathers so one had the son of was the son of the king of Sparta and one was the son of Zeus because you know, the king of Sparta and Leda had get it on. And then Zeus was like, I want some of that too. And ended up conceiving twins with different fathers, which works with cats, but I don't think it works with people. But um, it might with gods. So <laughs> but it like, might with gods. I wouldn't put it past yeah. them. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm like, Castle and Porcus, that's wrong. I thought um, that was hilarious. <laughs> I know, and I, that made me angry because I'm like, but but that's not what it is. I didn't even clue into that. I was just like, oh, Porcus, that's a pretty good villain name. <laughs> yeah. And and they it's not even like a translation error. They call him Porcus twice. Yeah. I know. I was like, what the hell? Uh, <sighs> but I love the designs of these monsters. I think they are super cool looking. I love that they use um, the sailors' attacks back at them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I just say, speaking of the sailors' attacks... Bubbles. That's everybody like, always rags on the bubbles. <laughs> I don't well because I get it that they're a distractionary tactic because who doesn't love bubbles? Am I right? But uh Well like Bubbles are what works in the next episode, right? Mm, that's true. Yeah. yeah. The thing is that it's not like it's not they're not bubble I always defend Sailor Mercury because she's one of my favorites, but they're not mm. bubbles like blowing bubbles out of a bubble blower. Like you do at story time, they're like ice bubbles, so it like creates a fog. Oh, see yeah. again, not explained to me. No, Just kind of it's also like, not really. Yeah, that's through years of observation and reading of Sailor Moon that that comes out. It doesn't come out very clearly in the anime. Okay, so um, bubbles. I don't know if you uh-huh. explained this in previous episodes. So they're like ice bubbles or wind bubbles, like. She's Mercury is is supposed to be like her element is supposed to be water, but it only is really water until Sailor Neptune shows up, and then it kind of morphs into ice. Oh, okay. Um, because Neptune then becomes water, so it's she's kind of got like I always think of it as like she's cold water and Neptune is hot hotter water. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Room temperature water. <laughs> lukewarm. You put them together. Them it's room lukewarm. temperature. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) just going back to Castor and Pollux again did you notice I'm looking at a picture of them they notice that they're kind of wearing sailor outfits like they have the weird little skirts um, with the bows in the back like the sailor scouts yeah Yeah. I did not clue into that because I was you know hang on I'll see if I can I'll see if I can send you a picture Serena in the the Skype chat um, of what these guys look like so they have these. They have like that's kind the, of skirts. Yeah, and that is um, that comes up later on in Sailor Stars, where every villain gets turned into Sailor something or other, uh, I think and then they all distracted have distracted by the ugly. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you think they're ugly? I do. <laughs> I they're like some them. of the better looking monsters for sure. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I think they're I need kind of cool. More. Yes, you do, but that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, this is also the first time we get uh, the combined attack of where they use all three of their attacks in as one, which is kind of interesting because that's what it takes to defeat them, even though they don't try individually. Right. So for all we know, it would have just been the tiara, but uh, they have to combine all three of their attacks to defeat this monster. It's because of the theme of friendship, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We'll show you some real teamwork. Is yeah, that's exactly what they say. Like, oh, your teamwork sucks. Our teamwork's better. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the competitive friends, right? Also, exactly. Yeah, that's what draws well, I mean, me to the show. <laughs> and you can really see the competitive friends between Ray and Usagi. Like, they are they're friends, arguably, uh, but 
they also like push each other like crazy. <laughs> Uh, what else do we got in here? Okay, so in, on the uh, Sailor Moon fandom page, there is some trivia. Okay. It says, when Usagi is watching the trailer for the Sailor V movie, the Sailor Moon theme can be heard. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, this is the last episode where a Dark Kingdom general attempts to steal energy. In the succeeding episodes of the season, the focus is shifted to retrieving the Silver Crystal. Uh, at one point, you can see a poster of Sailor V, which also contains Sailor Mercury, Sailor Mars, Artemis, and Tuxedo Mask. Oh, I, I saw that, that one too. I saw that and I was like, hey. <laughs> so now it makes me wonder what the Sailor V f- fandom is in the, sa- the world of Sailor Moon. Like, Sailor Moon isn't part of it, obviously, but Tuxedo Mask, Mars, and Mercury are in it. I, I wonder. I think that I want to read kind of like a joke, right? I, like oh, the yeah, same, totally. Yeah, really, like the same way like, that Luna's joking about the show. Yeah, yeah. And I think those are my favorite bits. Is the fact that it's like it's like Hamlet, and the fact that it's a play within a play sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's really well done. I love that you just compared Sailor Moon to Shakespeare. Bravo. Ah, thank you. <laughs> you know, bringing class to this to this uh, podcast today. <laughs> Like I do. Hey, I talked about Greek mythology. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's this episode. Any final thoughts before we eat the delicious, delicious shrimp crackers? Uh, let, me, let me look at my notes. Oh, basically, it's like, I would like to be like, hey, makeup. And like makeup and like, I want to dress the way I want to be dressed in the morning, the way they transform into their sailor outfits. Serena yeah, sure. coffee power makeup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, honestly, I'm like, that's way more fun. Serena just holds up a coffee mug. <laughs> that's pretty much how she works. That's how it works, except the coffee just like splashes on her and then she's like, I'm ready. <laughs> oh my goodness. I wish I could draw. I would totally do that for you, Serena. <laughs> I like you know it just it seemed way more fun than the actual like process of getting dressed in anything and it's the same thing leading into our next episode but she changes into oh the transformation pen and seriously can I have one because that would be I love like, the trans oh that would just take so much time out of my mornings like I'd have more extra time <laughs> to do nothing Moon transformation power changed me to a competent adult. <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. That's what I want, you know. It's hard to be competent. <laughs> oh, I, that's how I would use it, too. <laughs> Change me to a competent human being. Yay! <laughs> you know, All right. that's my final thought. Is that Those we- are your final yeah, we need we need that. I need that. We need magic changing powers. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, on that fun note, we'll uh, have our snack break. So, awesome. Tracy, do you have anything else to say about these shrimp crackers? Yes. Okay. So, um, shrimp crackers I thought was really interesting. So, 
These are the Nong Shim brands, and they were released on December 1st, 1971. Uh, and so this brand is making shrimp crackers, and these are the South Korean brand. But sh- shrimp crackers can be found um, in all Asian cultures. Uh, they're mostly like a flat um, kind of chip, kind of looking like a chip, but the ones that come in Nong Shim come in like they look like french fries in these ones, mm-hmm. but still so delicious. Uh, interesting thing about my past is that um, my father's side of the family is Dutch. So when I was younger and we went to Holland to visit my grandmother, she took us to Dutch Indonesian food, which she considered to be Dutch food. And I had krupuk, which is uh, almost like a loaf of shrimp like fried shrimp like this and it that's why i know i love these shrimp crackers mm-hmm. um serena like have the... you ever had shrimp crackers before i have not and it might Ooh, take me a while to actually get into the bag so stay tuned just everybody. Try, to, try to smell inside the bag if this is your first time having them because they do smell they smell kind of fishy and that can throw some people off but they're yeah. so good Oh, you know what? There's a little thing that says open here, and if you just rip that, the corner comes off. Oh, yeah, they don't smell great if you smell the bag. Looking open here. Oh, there it is. Oh, so good. I almost want Serena to turn on her video so we can see her reaction to these. (laughs) It's not opening, guys. It's not opening. Wait, wait, wait. There's like a fold or a crease. Come on. Do you like shrimp, Serena? <laughs> Not really, no. So this will be... Oh, no. Okay, I really want to... I wish... Turn on your camera now. I want to see this. <laughs> Hang on. Let me get it open first. Step one. So while Serena is struggling, my review of these, they're salty... They're not overly shrimp-flavored, in my opinion. You definitely do taste the shrimp, and they have a shrimp aftertaste. Um, Like I said, fairly salty. A little bit oily, but not really. They feel like a light snack, but they're really probably not that good for you. Um, No, probably not. They're full of, like, (laughs) oil and hydrogenated stuff, probably. The um, fresher shrimp crackers that you can get... um, Mm. Those ones are really good, but they're super, they're really oily. So they make the shrimp crackers using like shrimp or prawn and tapioca flour. And then they'll make it into like, like a loaf and then slice it really thin and dry it out and then fry it. Um, And those are just so, they're like so light and crispy. They're like really delicious, but these are like, you know, just a really delicious snacks so these nong shim ones are pretty they're good they come in the bag they're really convenient and i don't know for me they're like the yep. ultimate comfort food they don't really yeah i wouldn't say they have like a fishy sort of taste to them but the shrimp flavor is not very strong no okay. so here's my did review. you get it open serena i had to get a knife but yeah <laughs> um so when i opened the bag you were right tracy the smell, I was like, oh no, this is gonna be bad. Because I hate that fish smell. But they're actually not bad. Mm. You're right that the fishy, like, they don't, they're not overly fishy, 
I don't love them, but I don't hate them. So we apologize in advance for all the crunching. <laughs> Not really in advance. We've been crunching for like three minutes. <laughs> That's true. We 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 apologize in 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 retrospect for the crunching. And we're going to have to put them aside to keep going on with the podcast. Yeah. No. As much as I just want to shove all of them in my mouth. <laughs> I gotta say, pleasantly surprised with the chips, and they are definitely not good for you, because I almost like them. Oh, so good. And the best part of this snack is that Brent does not like these chips, so I get to eat the whole bag. <laughs> Nice. Mm. Okay. So, that was our snack for this episode, and now we will move on to episode 22. Uh, which, which is so is, cute. I love this one, too. These were two good episodes. Uh, so this one is called Romance Under the Moon, Usagi's First Kiss. The first kiss is something we will discuss in detail, I'm sure, later, because it happens at the end of the episode. Ooh. So this... This is the episode where a visiting princess from the Kingdom of Diamonds has shown up to reveal her kingdom's greatest treasure, which both the Dark Kingdom and the Sailor Scouts think could be the Silver Crystal. Um, No, wait, that's not true. The Dark Kingdom thinks it could be the Silver Crystal. Tuxedo Mask thinks it could be the Silver Crystal. And the Sailor Scouts think that Princess Diamond could be their lost princess. Because they don't haven't mentioned the silver crystal yet. So this, uh, Luna this episode is kind of did she mention it? I think she did. In I know she mentioned the princess. Mm. Yeah. So this episode is like three different stories going on at once because you have Nephrite going after uh the princess diamond to get the what he hopes is the silver crystal and the problems he's having with zoisite you have tuxedo mask going after the silver crystal and his memories slowly flickering back and forth and then you have the sailor senshi trying to get at the princess to find out if she is their missing moon princess so there's like three things going on at once which is i think what makes this episode uh, a little more interesting than some of the past episodes we've had yeah Um, like so much is happening in this episode Mm-hmm. In the same 22 minutes that they fill with all kinds of other stuff in, a, in other episodes, right? Yeah. But, um, oh, and I even forgot totally about Naru. And then there's Naru's little subplot, too, about working with, about uh, Nephrite. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, sorry, what, 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 did you have more thoughts about this, Tracy, initially? Well, okay, so before we get into anything too deep, like, Princess Diamond mm-hmm. is definitely, like, Umino's cousin, or Umino with a, with a wig. Yeah, I was watching this with, with Karina, and she was like, I totally thought it was Umino with a wig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, when she takes um, off her glasses, she's, like, really, like, you know, a pretty young girl. But I just find it hilarious that she looks so much like Umino. As somebody who wears glasses, I hate that trope so badly. It's like, you can only be pretty if your glasses are off. That drives me nuts. Well, and then what's the deal with the glasses? They make them look like they're, like they're dizzy or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just, like, a stylistic thing. I don't know if that's... In every like her, other, if it's in any other anime. Usagi's 
dad wears glasses and they don't look anything like that. They're just like regular yeah. glasses. I'm trying to figure out if there's something that says like nerd swirls is what they kind of call them. So I guess that yeah. the swirls in the glasses kind of are like an indicator that you're a nerd. Um, I don't know. There's a subreddit about it. Uh, so, so your glasses are swirly, Jen? Just kidding. Well, I mean, like I'm not kidding because you are. A nerd, if I was but... an anime, yes, they totally would be. <laughs> um, so apparently, according to this Reddit I just found uh, called "What's Up with Umino's Eyes," um, he has a specific <laughs> eye condition that requires some really thick glasses. Light reflecting from those glasses takes on a spiral pattern due to the specific cut of the glass. It's pretty rare. That's what somebody said on this. Same with Princess D, Princess Diamond. The spiral effect when her glasses are on, but her eyes are perfectly normal without them. So that's according to Reddit. Uh, you can take that with that what you will. <laughs> take it or leave it. Oh, wait. And there's another amazing thing that happens in this episode. We meet Malachite. Yeah, Kunzite. Woo! Oh, right. Eng of Kunzite. English, he's Malachite. Kunzite in the Japanese, but yes. Yeah, so uh, at the beginning of this, the beginning of this episode is uh, Queen Beryl div lets Nephrite go try to find the Silver Crystal, even though that is technically Zoysite's mission. And Zoysite is obviously pissed off and goes and seeks solace in the uh, lap of her, his, him. Sorry, I'm going to keep doing that. Zoysite seeks solace in the lap of his... I don't, we don't know what their relationship is yet, but uh, the the fourth general makes his appearance, Kunzite. Um, and I, you know what? I feel like from that beginning scene that Queen Beryl was like, Zoysite's going to fail. Don't worry. I'm just waiting for my opportunity to kill him. <laughs> yep. You but, mean yeah. Nephrite? Oh, Not Nephrite. Zoysite? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, that's the way I figured it. It was like, yeah, you're going to fail at this, so we can eventually let you go or kill you, mm -hmm. you know, in evil, right. evil HR, right? You don't get fired, you just get killed. <laughs> evil HR, oh my god, that should be a sitcom. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the the overall thought is that Luna thinks that Princess Diamond might be their moon princess, so they have to investigate. Mm-hmm. And but then when she, when Usagi uses the pen to turn into a princess to get in, Luna's like, you're using this for your own personal gain. And I'm like, you just told her to go and You see. just told her. I know. Yeah. That's in my notes. I was just like, why does Luna protest the use of the pen? It's for sailor business. Because you, uh, you could argue that, like, Usagi does nothing for sailor business. She just kind of stumbles into everything and she only does things if they're related to what she's really interested in. So like the animator or whatever's new in town. So that's what really gets her interested. So Sneaking I mean like the romance cruise. <laughs> or becoming a model. Like she doesn't yeah. take any of, of the tasks very seriously, but I mean like she's trying in this one, I think maybe. No, I think she, honestly, I think she just wanted to get in and be a princess. Um, and then, <laughs> so one thing that Karina and I were discussing while we were watching this is that later on, uh, Usagi's father takes pictures of her. And I was like, well, how does Usagi's father, of all people, not recognize her? And so we were talking about the transformation pattern. And we think that 
the transformation pen, I think we've had, we may have had this discussion already, but the transformation pen turns Usaki into a beautiful princess, but it also makes her taller and it definitely gives her bigger boobs. So we think it aged her up a little bit. But even still, okay, let's say she's aged up. Nobody recognizes, like, Tuxedo Mask still doesn't recognize her. Like, I mean, I know he doesn't have his memory, but, like, you would, I don't know. Yeah, there might be, like, a glamour associated with it, too. That's she what gets I'm sparkly. Thinking. Yeah, like, there's a glamour, yeah. right? So that she, like, because they're looking for their princess, mm, you know? <laughs> yeah, Just but none saying. of the... None of them know what the princess looked like except for Tuxedo Mask, and he's not doesn't even know that the that the shadowy figure he's seeing is the Moon Princess. All mm-hmm. he knows is that this shadowy woman wants him to find the silver crystal, and if he finds that crystal, he'll get his memories back. That's all he knows. He doesn't know anything about the Moon Kingdom or the Sailor Scouts or anything like that. And Luda doesn't remember what this Moon Princess looks like, so she doesn't know that Sailor Moon Usagi is the Moon Princess because her memories got locked. It's all very convenient. And a lot <laughs> of work for somebody. Holy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, we learned about what about Tuxedo's masks to find this about his dreams to find the silver crystal and, and why why he's finding it, right? The reason mm-hmm. that he's trying to find this crystal. Uh and then poor Naru. Naru oh has a rough gosh. time. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Also, can I just say, like, can I ask a question? How old? Like, my understanding of this so far is that they are middle school girls, right? They're 14. 14. And these creepy older guys, like, just keep well, coming we, around. We, we figured out that Tuxedo Mask slash Mamoru is about, what, 17, 18? Yeah, Which doesn't make 18. it better. Which doesn't make it good, but makes it slightly better. Because I am fairly certain that Nephrite, in his human disguise, has got to be at least in his early 20s. Early to mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, I don't know, just kind of like, especially for that girl. Because, you know, she's just, she's just so cute. She is. But for Naru, it's a crush on an older man. And for Nephrite, it's I can use her love energy to manipulate her to do what I want. So it's with, really, really with, not a healthy I'm relationship. <laughs> no. <laughs> she could be like, hashtag me too in a few years. Yeah, no kidding. Like, this Jeez. Is like, you know, it just totally looking at modern, you know, modern headlines. I'm like, wow, this totally, you know fits into today's world you could totally discuss how you know there's this whole like these things happen and look even a kid's Japanese anime tries to you know show that these things happen yeah there's definitely something that dates this episode and I was gonna like veer it off to something funny, but, like, the film getting ruined at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's funny, because I didn't even think twice about that. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's film getting ruined. But, like, anybody who hasn't used film in a while would be like, what is that? In, like, 20 years. Like, when was yeah. the last time you had film in a camera? That's true. <gasps> oh, yeah, when you had to wait a week to realize that none of your pictures turned out. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, which really, they didn't need to make a big deal out of, you know, ruining the film, because honestly. But I think that 
that was important because if he developed the pictures, he might have been able to recognize Usagi. Maybe. Yeah. Right? Because um, he was just like flashing some pictures and taking them around. Uh, but when you really look at the picture, you might have been able to make that connection. So it's a good thing it got ruined, right? Or, or maybe the glamour doesn't work out on film. It only works out exactly, real Exactly. That was my thought. Maybe the glamour just like, you know, it's just a sparkly picture. Yeah. Right. It's like when my selfies never look as good as me in real life. <laughs> what <do> you- <laughs> oh god that was the most That's- tracy thing you've ever said i know i was like we gotta get that on the t-shirt <laughs> or a mug <laughs> uh, let's do a little fashion talk because everybody's wearing cute dresses in this so we've got Ray and, and Ami who show up just to like loiter around outside just in case something bad happens and they're wearing cute dresses. I mean, Ray's isn't particularly flattering. Um, and then we have uh, Sailor Moon's dress which is so pretty. I really like her dress with all the little roses and the bow in the back. Uh, here, I'll send you the, the link to the website in case you can't remember what the pictures look like as soon as like I figure a, out how. Definitely like a theme of roses on a lot of the dresses because like mm-hmm. there's roses on princess D's dress. There's a rose on Naru's dress. And then there's a lot of roses on um, Usagi's dress. So a lot of yeah. roses going on. Oh, and also on Ray's dress. Um, yeah. Just right in the front. So I, I really like Naru's dress too. I think that it is, it's just adorable on her. I like her white gloves and she's got like a bow in her hair and a bow on her back. She's just covered in bows. Um, yeah, all of their dresses are very cute. Um, and I think that just adds to that, I don't know, this childish idea of what's elegant, maybe, because it's supposed to be this huge, elegant event and everything's all bows and roses. <laughs> yeah. You, wait, you mean elegant events aren't all bows and roses? Oh. Well, I think that maybe that was like <laughs> a fashion at the time. No, when we have really a Sailor wasn't. Moon party. We'll have a Sailor Moon party and everybody must come dressed in bows and roses. Obviously. Strategically placed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't um, know what you the, mean by strategically placed. But, uh, <laughs> like, this like, just got like, a little interesting. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's later than we usually record and I'm a little tired and silly. Um... <laughs> Okay, I like silly Genevieve. Also, Petra just smelled my uh, shrimp crackers, and now she's trying to eat them. Of course. My shrimp crackers, Petra. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there's so much in this episode. Um, we get Tuxedo Mask recognizes that he or kind of thinks that maybe this princess he sees out of the corner of his eye could be the princess that he's looking for. And so he has a dance with Usagi, and that starts to trigger memories for her too like she starts to Mm. think oh this feels really familiar we've done this before um and the other thing i wanted to mention was the part where usagi and tuxedo mask fall off of the balcony that part was cut from the dub was it yeah because i remember it distinctly because i remember when the internet was shiny and new seeing pictures of them falling holding the umbrella and i'm like wait that wasn't in the episode so what happened was um, 
it was cut in the English dub, and the moment where the where they fell was edited to go backwards, so it looked like they just went back into the building and went back downstairs. Um, oh. Which I now <laughs> want to find a, a dubbed episode and rewatch that scene. I think <gasps> they were worried why? that kids were going to jump off the balcony with an umbrella. With an umbrella, for mm-hmm. sure. Because mm-hmm. definitely that would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, but I really like the the them floating down. I think that's a really cute little scene where they're where Luna throws the umbrella to save them because you got to remember the umbrella and the whole dress is all part of the transformation pen. So it's magic. Mm-hmm. So it's magic. Uh, in the manga, apparently the disguise pen is what transforms into the umbrella to help them land safely. So while they're falling, she uses the trans the disguise pen to turn it into an umbrella. Hmm. Um. So yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a really cute scene that just kind of further romantically links Usagi and Tuxedo Mask. And I was like, I don't think kids would have jumped off of balconies with umbrellas. I mean, if Mary Poppins didn't make them do it, I don't know why why Sailor Moon would. And I sat there and I thought, there's a Mythbusters show around this. And it is not possible to, you know, fall off the balcony with your umbrella and be okay. It can if you can if the umbrella's magic is what the conclusion would be. <laughs> Bless yeah. It. yeah. Bless but it. I just was like, oh, it's a busted myth. It's not. It's not so, true. Yeah, the reason I didn't think that Luna had like they'd mentioned the silver crystal before is because when the monster, when the princess possessed by Nephrite, or when the, the ghost of Nephrite is talking about the silver crystal, Luna pops up around the a column and, and goes, silver crystal? So then I'm like, is that the first she's heard of it? Or is that when she realizes that the Dark Kingdom is looking for the crystal? Oh, yeah, that's probably it. I guess they were just looking for the princess before. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's no real, there's not really a real monster in this episode either. Um, and then, it's just <clears> enough, <throat> right? I want to talk a little bit about how Ami com- or Sailor Mercury confronts Tuxedo Mask. And she's just like, what's your deal? Like, are you friend or foe? Um, so this is the first time that the Sailor Scouts really get a chance to, like, confront him. And it's interesting that uh, Mercury is the one to do it because she's the only one who's not really smitten with him. Right. So she's like, I want to know are you a friend or a foe? And Tuxedo Mask says, well, if we're after the same thing, then maybe we're not like on the same team. But they're not after the same thing at the same, at this point. I guess he assumes that they're also after the Silver Crystal since they're also after Nephrite. Right. But, but Tuxedo Mask says he doesn't know because he doesn't know who he is. So he's like, we could be enemies. I don't know. But if we're going after yeah. the same thing, then maybe we are. Maybe we are. Darn. And the thing I love, one of the things I love about Mercury is that that stays with her. So like in future episodes where she's like, mm, I don't know if we should trust him. Meanwhile, like you said, the other two are smitten. So um, they're a little bit more forgiving. Right. That's why Mercury's awesome. I love that she's the brains. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's because uh, she's too tur- busy studying. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It turns out that Princess Diamond is not the moon princess, because when Luna talks to her, she goes, ah, talking cat, and faints. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really cute. I liked that. Because that's how okay, I would be. Ever, everyone else is surprised that Luna talks at first, right? And then they're like, oh, right, she's magic. I think the only person who had like a, a an almost similar solution was Usagi. Or not solution, an almost similar reaction was Usagi. Like, Usagi was the one who was like, oh my god, a talking cat. And then Luna's like, here's something shiny. And Luna's like, and Usagi was like, oh yeah, okay, I forgive you, right? talking cat. And she's, you gave me gifts. Spoiler alert, she's actually the princess. <laughs> <laughs> because Ray's reaction, Ray, Ray had a kind of similar reaction to Usagi, but she took it all in stride. She was just like, oh, hey, that cat talked. Hey, look, I'm Sailor Mars. Let's fight bad guys. And I don't think mm. Mercury ever, ever questioned it. I think Avi was just like, oh, thanks for the pen, talking cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess she never really did. Yeah. Oh, it's because she thought that Luna was an angel. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the heat of the moment, I would have been like, whatever, talking cat, give me that weapon. Exactly. Yep. Uh, uh, I probably would have been like, why is there, what, who, talk, ah! I would have been like, holy crap, a talking cat. Say something else. <laughs> <clears throat> Hold on, let me videotape that and make it a TikTok. <laughs> uh, so then I guess the, the biggest controversial part of this episode is when Usagi gets drinks some air quotes juice and gets drunk mm-hmm. and passes out. And uh, that's when Tuxedo Mask thinks it would be a good idea to give her a kiss. Yeah. And I remember as a child, well, not a child, but as a young teen watching this, thinking that that was kind of romantic. But again, in the dub, she wasn't drunk. She was just kind of like sick or sleepy or whatever, which, again, is not good to take advantage of people. But I felt it was kind of more romantic in that light. Other than she's unconscious, I'm going to kiss her. <laughs> like she, Like, she's awake, kind of, right? Kind of. Her eyelids kind of flicker, but she's drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. She cannot consent, or you know, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tricky one for sure. I definitely picked up on that, and uh, well, I there's a lot of tricky things about this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just plain weird. It just creeps me out. I'm sorry. Like the whole show or that part? That whole part. Just like I was like, well, I'm not totally rooting for you guys anymore because that was not cool. But I remember again being a teen and being everyone being in, you know, in love with Tuxedo Mask and yeah, funny, like it's I think because we're older now, you know, we're like whoa. But you just, like when you're younger, you just kind of accept. No, that that, that sounds terrible. I'm just going to stop talking. But well, you no, 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 I hear what you're saying. Because when you're younger, you don't think of it the same. You think of it more innocently. Exactly. You think of it as, yeah. You never would think that Tuxedo Mask would do anything untowards. Because, because, <laughs> because he's a good guy. And oh my gosh, that's the best word ever. What, untowards? Untowards. Untowards. <laughs> <laughs> Untoward. I really want to find. I need. I need to find this episode in the Deke dub and watch it again. Uh, because, yes. like the those two big things are changed, and mm-hmm. they're both relating to Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. And so it'd be interesting. Mask. Yeah, it's it's interesting to rewatch those and be like, 
why did they how did they try to make this okay exactly um, and like again it kind of goes back to that whole like anime is for children even older ladies are mad whatever they said in the episode previous right like yeah is it for kids is this what you want to teach them you know well like, I don't think that this is anime like I don't think Sailor Moon was originally for very young children I think that it's supposed no. to be for teenagers yes I think it's it's like meant for that high school aged person yeah but when it came over to North America where everybody anything and at that time everything animated was for children basically um they just tried to to scale it down hmm so yeah, I mean, Usagi and Tuxedo Mask, or Usagi and Mamoru's relationship, really up to this point has been sketchy at best. I mean, he's dating Gray. He calls her trash. Um, like there's, he's always mean to her, and then he kisses her. It's like, yeah, but he doesn't mm. know it's her, right? Because she's no. been transformed. And when you, I don't know, has anyone ever watched Hey Arnold? That's how you're supposed to treat your crush. <laughs> I have vaguely remember Hey Arnold, but wasn't, it was the hell, bully, the bully Helga, right? Helga is in love with Arnold, and so, but she's a bully, right? And so she's always bullying him, but secretly she has, like, a monument to him in her closet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that's. That's how you're supposed to treat your crush is creepily from afar. <laughs> um, right? So this is just part of that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so any other uh thoughts on on this particular episode? I, I still, even if it ends kind of creepily, I still really love these two episodes. No, these were like I think really, really good, good like plot moving episodes. Sorry, you broke up. You want to repeat that? They're really good, like, plot-moving episodes. Yeah, definitely. Especially when we start to see, like, that that history between uh, Usagi and uh, Tuxedo Mask. So this is definitely not yeah, one to miss. Getting, yeah, yeah, we're I definitely think getting glimmers. It definitely sets up, like, the canon, or whatever you want to call it, I would say. Um, but also, like, it left it, you know, like, what's going to happen in F right now? Because it kind of it just disappeared, right, at the end of the episode? Mm-hmm. So is he on the run? You know, is he going to own up to failing again? And then is it off with your head? Like, find out next time. Well, sailor snacking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. So, so Serena... Mm-hmm. Having watched these two episodes, and it's okay if you disagree, are you curious to watch any more Sailor Moon? Like, would you continue to watch, or would you go back and start over again? I wouldn't, like, it's not something that I'm like, yes, I, I, like, I'm so into it, I can't wait to watch, watch more, but, you know, if it's on, sure, I'll watch it. Like, you know, I don't, I don't hate Sailor Moon. I just don't, I'm indifferent, you know. Yeah, but... But since it's not on, like you wouldn't just you wouldn't be like, mm, you know, I feel like figuring out what happened to Nephrite. I'm gonna watch the next couple episodes. Oh god, no. No, but, okay. Like, but if you and Tracy are watching it, I would definitely watch it. Like I don't really it's yeah. You know, it 
Like, we could probably drag her to um, a movie. Yes. Like, the movie show. <laughs> <laughs> those were good. I loved watching those movies in theater. Uh, so good. And, you know, if we had Serena back again, she would have to watch more episodes. Yes. So, if yeah, you guys enjoyed having me, I'd gladly come back and watch more episodes. Yeah. Of well, you know, there's 200 episodes, so uh, we're going to have to repeat people. Wow. Gonna That's, happen. A That's a lot of episodes. I didn't yeah. realize it was, I should have, but I didn't. That's if we do all five seasons. We'll, we'll have to see how things of, go. A lot of transformation. Yeah. But it gets better and better and better as the show goes on. And then the ending of the stars just made me cry. It's so good. Uh, I love the ending of stars. No, wait, the animation gets better. The plots yeah. a little bit better. Like things, when things start to come together um, later on in this season, the show starts to make more sense. It's like they're putting more effort into it. Like this was the first draft. <laughs> Yeah, and this is also um, a padded out version of the manga. Like the manga moves a lot more quickly, uh, right. and but I think the manga was still being drawn while this anime was being created. So they had to put in a lot of filler episodes and really stretch out the plot so that they could make sure that it didn't go beyond the manga before the manga was released. Uh, so you know, like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Well, I was just going to use that as an example. Like, they kind of veered off because there was no way they were going to, you know, obviously get the, get the next book. Was the anime so popular that they, that they created a TV show? Or did they kind of just say, you know, we've got this anime, let's make it a TV show and see what happens. Or, you know, we've got this manga. Uh, the manga, see. you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think the manga was so... Usually how it works, I think, is that the manga is popular and then they make it into a show. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, manga is released, uh, it's not released in the books that we get, it's usually serialized, so you get like one act in an, in, in uh, different magazines, so you'd buy like Shouju magazine, and in it would be like act one of a bunch of different s- series, and then the next month you buy the next issue, and it would have act two of the whole thing, so you wouldn't buy it in one compact book like you do now. Um, right. At least when it's initially okay. released. So I think that what what happened was that you know, a couple of acts were released and it was really popular, so they made it into an anime, but then they had to, you know, had to, to pad it out so that they wouldn't go past how they were being released in the magazine. And, like, does it stay generally close to the manga? Like, to the manga? Yeah, it does. Um, if you want to watch one, like, the overall story is true to the manga. It's just got a lot more filler. If you want to watch... Except for the beginning of Sailor Moon R. Um, if you want to watch something that is way more true to the manga than watching Sailor Moon Crystal, which was just done a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that one also is... Also on Tubi. Yeah, also on Tubi. Uh, that one is a lot more true to the manga, so they cut out a lot of the filler. It's all updated animation. Um, it's very beautiful. I haven't watched it yet because I don't want to confuse that with what we're doing with this. So Right, right. <laughs> Um, but I've seen a couple of episodes and it, it's different, uh, in that, that it's less filler. I like this one because I find it a little more goofy. I mean, it's obviously truer to my heart cause I watched it as a child, but it's also a little more goofy. I like the filler episodes cause it helps build the relationships and lets you get to know the characters a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like when I read the manga for the first time, I was disappointed that it wasn't longer. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, what they were really trying to do was create an anime that doesn't ruin children's dreams. <laughs> Good callback, Tracy. <laughs> Way to bring it around. Bring it around. Uh, so, yeah, with that, I guess we will sign off for this episode. Uh, next time, we will be watching episodes 23 and 24. Uh, Wish Upon a Star, Naru's First Love. And episode 24, Naru's Tears, Nephrite Dies for Love. Oh, my goodness. Well, there we go. Sorry, you I just told it. you what happened to Nephrite. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> <Boiler> alert. <laughs> um, do you know what our snack is going to be next time, Tracy? Um, I have an idea. Okay. But, uh, don't, want, don't want to reveal it quite yet? It's a surprise? It's a surprise. It's going to be so much fun. Uh-oh. It'll be fun for you, and it'll be fun for our guests, and uh, yeah, it'll be okay. good. Well, awesome. I'm looking guys. forward to that. Yeah, so thank you for being on our, our episode, Serena. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been totally fun. <laughs> and I hope you eat the rest of your shrimp crackers, because they are delicious. I will. Mm. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Sailor Snacking. We are still piggybacking off of True North Nerds right now, so you can find uh, you can talk to us on Facebook at through True North Nerds, uh, on the website at truenorthnerds.com, or you can email us at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Um, and in case you didn't know, I'm on another podcast called True North Nerds. That's where all this is from. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so I hope you're enjoying these episodes. Please write and review us. Let us know what how you like it. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time on uh, Sailor Snacking. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>